Hello, everybody, and welcome to Exploring Middle Earth Podcast, or as we like to call it here, the Middle Earth Podcast. The, We're the only one. The Middle um, Earth Podcast. Yeah, welcome, welcome one, welcome all. Welcome, PILFs. Yes, all PILFs. Um, that's what we're calling our fans. Um, mm-hmm. All 50 of you. Uh, 50,000. Oh, hey. Just kidding. I don't know. <coughs> uh, yeah, so this is episode 44. Um, Fofo. We are doing um, a little episode on the dwarves because we've talked about elves in the past. We've talked about different uh, kingdoms of men. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to talk about dwarves today. Yes. Because um, they're awesome. They are. So, yeah. So, uh, Jay, take it away. Uh, tell us all about dwarves. Yeah, so I'll just give a quick overview of what we're going to talk about. I mean, we're just going to talk about dwarves, you know. We're gonna, I'm going to give the general facts, then we're going to go through each age. Yes. And then uh, just stuff, you know. But so, obviously, everybody knows what a dwarf is. That's not <laughs> a new thing. Right. Uh, but Tolkien really fleshed out the idea of a dwarf. Um, so... <laughs> No, he did. Yeah, yeah he did, right. dude. So, um, dwarves in in Middle Earth are known as Khazad in their own tongue. Yeah. Or Kasari. Did I say that right? Probably. I don't know what we're doing. Uh, looking at. Nagrim, meaning yeah. stunted people, and Ganahirim means the masters of stone. Yeah. Um, and they were taller than hobbits, but shorter than men, around four six. Which is pretty tall. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No. It's not. It's not. Not us six-footers over here. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Kasari is Quenya. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, and then their lifespan, around 250 to 350 years, which is a lot longer than Grant and I are going to live. Yeah. But a which lot is less, fine. But a lot less than an elf. Yeah. But they're also shorter than us, so it equals out. Yeah, it does. So there's a few locations that dwarves are prominent in. Um where groups of dwarves or dwellings of dwarves. There's Khazad-dum under the Misty Mountains, which you've heard of, obviously. Yes, yes. Unless you just came out from under a rock or came out from under mountains. Unless yeah. it was the Misty Mountains. Um, there's <laughs> <laughs> Nagrod and Belagost yep. under the Blue Mountains. Uh, there's the Lonely Mountain, also Eribor, which is where uh, Smaug lives in The Hobbit. Yep. Um, there's the Grey Mountains, the Iron Hills, and the Glittering Caves. Yeah. Um, little known fact too. I think this is um, a lot of little things going on in this yeah, episode uh, for little people. <laughs> part uh, part of I think it's like the history of Middle Earth or something like that. Some of the more obscure writings of Tolkien about his earlier mythology of Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about the uh, the Orokarni, which are the Red Mountains of the East, um, which is where some of the dwarf clans first awoke. So there are dwarves way in the east as well, like where the Easterlings live. Nice. Dude. Yeah. So it's just a little, little fact. That's cool. So there's seven fathers of the dwarves, seven dwarf lords in their halls of stone because they each get the rings. Remember from that poem? Yes. Um. So there's, let me name them off and I'll try to name them off all right. There's Durin, which I know is right. Mm-hmm. There's Bavor, Dwalin, Thrar, Durin, which is close to Durin, just the R's before the U. Oh. There's Thalor and there's Barin. So let me repeat those. Yes. Dorin, Bavor, Dwalin, Thrar, Druin, Thalor, and Barin. So those are the seven dwarf lords. Grant's going to um, talk about how they came to be about, but all you got to know right now is that there's seven of them and that's their names. Yes. 
Uh, yeah, so I'm going to talk about the creation. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I still got a few so more things. Let, let's have Jay <laughs> Let's have Jay keep talking. Okay. Um, so there's the clans. There's also there's seven clans because yeah. the Dwarf Lords created clans. There's the Longbeards, also known as Durin's Folk. Yes. Um, they're uh, the main ones that you hear, from, hear about um, in Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Um, and Rings of Power. Uh, Durin, obviously, in the Rings of Power is... Uh, a long beard. He's Doran folk. There's the fire beards and broad beams. There's the iron fists and stiff beards. And then there's the black locks and stone foots. And then I got two more. Th- I guess three quick more things. Is there language? Kazadul. 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 Was a language created by the Vala Alwe. Alwe. Which Grant will talk about yes. in a second. Um, but. Uh, uh, which was the language he created for them, uh, which they spoke, and uh, they also had uh, they also had a silent language like hand signals, which is kind of like sign language, called Eglishmek. Um, and there's only one uh, one instance of Kazadul or Kazdul in uh, Tolkien's writings, uh, which I don't know how to say it in. Uh, is it a uh, Kazad I menu? Uh, yeah. Well, there's the Baruch Kazad yeah, Kazad I menu, yeah. which Gimli says, which means the, the axe of the dwarves. Oh, do you know? Say yeah. it. The axe of the dwarves. The dwarves are upon you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thanks. Okay, so that's good, Grant. Yeah. Okay, so the writing systems. Um, the dwarves use Organthas, which was like a which is like the runes you see like uh old Nordic runes. It's yeah. That uh. And uh, there was different variations of them, but I mean, you c- it's hard to talk about when you can't see them. But yeah, like some some were better for like chiseling into stone, and some were yeah. better for writing with brush strokes. But all you need to know is that they used those runes. And um, some examples of the Angernthas um, are seen in uh, the Book of Marzabul. Uh, there's also on Thorn's map and um, other objects such as the key to the side door in The Hobbit. Um, so you do see it and it's not just some made up thing. Oh, well, Tolkien didn't make it up, but it's not just some crazy thing. And then there's also this, um, uh, this is different from the Eastern Ling dwarves that Grant talked about, but there's the petty dwarves. Um, and so I'm going to read two quick quotes. Uh, but, uh, what you need to know is that the petty dwarves are just a different type of dwarf. Um, but these quotes will explain it. Um, so this is from the nature of middle earth. Uh, and this, they were talking about caves and there was, they were talking about, a specific case but this is right after they see the caves so they um pertaining to the caves uh but they were or at least long occupied by dwarves of the strange and sinister kind known as petty dwarves in origin as was later known descended from dwarves banished for evil deeds from the great mansions of their kind and then from the silmarillion this is from of turin tunbar um which i think we've talked about before in the podcast done an episode about him turin yeah, I think we did. Maybe I, I think so. Well, we've mentioned him a lot, but yeah. um, uh, so this is from the Silmarillion. It says here it must be told that after the departure of uh, Glaurung Mim, the petty dwarf had found his way to Nargothrond and crept within the ruined halls, and he took possession of them and sat there fingering the gold and the gems. The heck! Hey, whoa! Um, letting them run ever through his hands, uh, for no one came nigh to despoil them from from dread of the spirit of Glaurung in his very memory. 
so petty dwarves were just like uh they were just like extreme dwarves that got uh separate or extreme dwarves extreme dwarves you know yeah they're like dwarves on drugs basically yeah yeah they were banished because they're evil um but the sindar uh who were not acquainted with dwarves yet they met petty dwarves before they met uh regular dwarves um thought petty dwarves were animals and they hunted them which is kind of crazy that is pretty wild so the petty dwarves didn't look like regular dwarves i think they would be more of what like smeagol looked like or sorry uh uh well yeah smeagol um uh but they so they were not like full on like big buff dwarves they were more of like just if you imagined a dwarf living in a cave for hundreds of years yeah. it came out that's what they'd look like tiny and pale and yeah like gollum a little bit i guess uh, kind of like gollum probably more bulky though yeah but they were just more of like it's just like the same thing with like Smeagol to Gollum would be like a dwarf to a petty dwarf yeah, type of thing. But yeah, so that's what I have about the general stuff about them. I'm going to pass it on to Grant so he can tell you about their origins. Yeah, so uh, I looked on our podcast uh, page and we don't have anything about Turin. So Dang. Maybe, maybe we could do an episode about him next. That'd be a good episode. Or something like I that. I think every all the pills would love it. Yes, they would. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, we we have done an episode about Khazad Doom in specifics. Spe- specifics. Oh yeah. Um, so if you hear some of the things about Khazad Doom and you're thinking that sounds familiar, either from our podcast or from the books, then you're right. It is. Yeah, familiar. you're right. And stop complaining. Yeah, Jeez. stop complaining. Come on, give a better attitude. You can. No, don't pause this. Just keep listening to it. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'm going to talk about how the dwarves came into being, uh, the creation of the dwarves. And this took place before the first age in the, the years of the trees. And so I'm going to read from uh, the Silmarillion. This is the very first uh, paragraph of chapter two. Um, oh, wow, early on. Yeah, of Aule and Yavanna. All right, here we go. Ready? Yes. You're ready, Jay. Okay. Yes. It is told that in their beginning the dwarves were made by Aule in the darkness of Middle-earth. For so greatly did Aule desire the coming of the children to have learners to whom he could teach his lore and his crafts that he was unwilling to await the fulfillment of the designs of Iluvatar. And Aule made the dwarves even as they still are, because the forms of the children who were to come were unclear to his mind, and because the power of Melkor was yet over the earth, and he wished therefore that they should be strong and unyielding, but fearing that the other Valar might blame his work, he wrought in secret. And he made first the seven fathers of the dwarves in a hall under the mountains in Middle-earth. So, wow. Yeah. So Aule, uh, he's a Vala, which is like basically uh, one of the gods of Middle-earth. Mm-hmm. And he is the Vala of like smithcraft and like forges and mountains and hills and stuff like that. So Just basically dwarf very, stuff. Very dwarf stuff. Yeah. Very earthy stuff. So he created the dwarves because, like you said, uh, he wanted students to basically teach his, uh, his lore and his smithcraft to. Um, and he couldn't wait. Couldn't wait for the elves, although he did teach the elves once they came about. Um, yeah. But he preferred the dwarves, of course. Um, yeah, so they were made um, uh, sturdy and hardy and uh, able to withstand the test of time and the great evils that plagued the land at the time. And um, because Aule was not Eru Iluvatar, the, the creator, the, the one yeah. god, um, 
because he was not he didn't have the ability to create life the dwarves were sentient but they were bound to his will um and he just taught them everything he knew uh which is a lot cuz he's the god of smithcraft so yeah you got um, a lot of you got to know a lot to be the god of smithcraft yeah but uh when aru uh the god um knew of this and how he created the dwarves he confronted aule um and Aule was moved to repentance because he knew he shouldn't have done that. Um, and he, he raised his hammer to smite the dwarves. He was about to kill them. And they cowered. Oh, pow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like whack-a-mole. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so he he went to kill them with his hammer, but they cowered. And they uh, they begged for mercy. And so Aru saw this, and he, he stopped Aule from destroying them because he had pity on them. And he, he was talking about how they could feel. Um, and they felt uh, they were crying for mercy and they were afraid. And so he said they should not be destroyed um, because they have uh, because there is like they have feelings, basically. Yeah. Um, so Aru granted them life, um, like not attached to Aule. So they actually had like free will and everything. Um, and he included them in the plans that he had for all of Arda, which included the children of Iluvatar, which were the elves and men. Um but he wished that they would not wake before the elves, so Aule put them to sleep underneath mountains scattered throughout Middle-earth, um, and then they wouldn't awake until after the elves had first awoken. So soon after the elves awoke, um, far in the east in Kuivien, and uh, then the dwarves started waking up in their uh, places. Yeah, so uh, technically the elves weren't the firstborn. No, not really. They were the Iluvatar's firstborn. Yeah, but well, if you get into it, Louvertar created Aule, so Aule, yeah, I mean, he's like grandpa. Those are like his grand grandkids, but you know, <laughs> so he had to. I don't know. Chicken come before the egg. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you count God as being the first one born? No, because like also with uh, Louvertar, it's like he's always been there. Yeah, there's no like time where it's like, oh, this is when it started. I th- well, basically. <clears throat> the dwarves were like the first non-god or like non-Vala or Maiar yeah. that was made. The first mortals. Yeah, other than animals, but we're talking oh, about yeah. like, we're talking about like sentient beings. Yeah, basically. They're talking about thinkers. Talking about, talking about people who think. Yeah, they think people, where they're noggin. People with so big thinkers. They got big big noggins. You think dwarves have big dinkers? <laughs> I think they do. You think? I think so. I mean, have you seen how stubby they're in, like, big and stubby, their hands and toes, and just, they are, they have to be packing heat. <laughs> they, you know, they gotta be packing a hog. Yeah. And made out of stone, obviously they're bricked up. Rock hard, dude. Yeah, sorry <laughs> to all the pilfs out there who don't want to hear this, but... But if you're a pilf, you know... Pilfs like this kind of stuff. You know, as a pilf, there, there, <laughs> there's something about a bricked up dwarf that it's got to resonate with people. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know where else to go with this, but other than you know, you know what, I'll leave it to the fan to the pilfs, and I'll put a poll out about who you think. <laughs> and I'll tell you what puts a poll out: those dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good, Grant. That was good, Thank you, man. Thank um, you. who, what, uh, race of being on? Middle Earth is packing the most heat, you know, yeah. swing, slinging the most schlong. You yeah, know? It, it could surprise you. It could be a hobbit. Yeah, well, so what would it be? Would it be hobbits, elves, or dwarves, or men? Hobbits, elves, dwarves, or men? Those are four yeah. options. Or Ents. Or, oh, well, obviously Ents would win, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. They got morning wood all the time. <laughs> <laughs> morning, evening, and night, dude. Yeah, they got, <laughs> That's awesome. They got 24-hour wood. 
Well, then you also have like trolls and uh, orcs. Orcs and Sauron. Do you think Sauron? I think Sauron is a little guy. That's why he's all like, oh, I mean, I gotta rule everything. Yeah, and that's why he's in like armor all the time. Yeah, his black armor. He's like, yo, oh, I don't need to show myself because I'm in this big scary armor. You don't need to see how big I am because I'm just super big. That's what Sauron talks like. But yeah, I think either <laughs> trolls or no, ants. I feel like trolls are small. Um, I guess yeah. I don't. But know. then when the sun hits them, they're bricks. They they would have morning wood all the time. Yeah, because if the, they're outside, when they're outside, yeah. and they're uh, swing, swing. Yeah, so back on track. Anyways, sorry about that, pilfs. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much all of about the creation of the dwarves, and that all took place, like I said, before the first stage. That was in the years of the trees. Yes, sir. When the elves were also waking up too. So now we're moving on to the first stage, which Jay will talk about. Here I am with age number one. So the first stage, like Grant said, the elves woke up, and then the dwarves was time for them to wake up. From a big nap. Yeah. So there was, when they woke up, there was seven fathers of the dwarves. Let me say them again because they're so fun names. Durin, Bavar, Dwalin, Thrar, Druin, Thalor, and Barin. Um, So the seven fathers of the dwarves woke up and were released from their stone chambers, and they were just free to roam, dude. Go wherever they wanted. So Durin, the oldest, founded the city of Khazad-dûm, which you guys all know, obviously. Yes. Um, uh, in the natural caves um, beneath uh, the uh, Misty Mountains. Sorry, I forgot. Or I didn't have it written down. I tried to remember. Beneath the Misty Mountains. Um, the city populated by the Longbeards, which is Durin's folk, obviously. You guys already know that. Um, and it grew and prospered continuously through Durin's life. Um which was why, which was very long. So uh, he was called Durin the Deathless, um, which also refers to this belief that um, uh, once one Durin Durin dies, I don't know. I said Durin. Durin. Once one Durin dies, another there's a reincarnation of him, and it would be that's why there's multiple Durins. So if you're listening, Mister Showrunners of. Uh, the Rings of Power. There can't be two Dorans at <laughs> yeah, the same time. Yeah, what the heck? Dingbats. Just kidding. I really want to roll on that show. Yeah. I so that. your guys aren't dingbats. You, we you, just don't agree with some of the choices you've made. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. Yeah. What can you do? What, what can, can you do? do? They're older than us. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're older than us. So I don't know. I, yeah, I can't I really feel like they would, yeah, yeah, I don't really know. But, yeah, so um, Doran... Uh, uh, he was re Doran was reincarnated seven times, but like they were just dying. Yeah, he's Sorry. living long, living long and large. But so one Doran would die, and then another one, would, another dwarf would be born, and they'd be like, "Hey, that looks like Doran." And also, he's a king, so you're going to be king, so we'll name him Doran. And uh, yeah, so seven times to the west of Kazadum, the dwarf cities of Belagos and Nagrod, Nagrod. Uh, were founded in under the blue or in the Blue Mountains during the years of the trees, uh, before the arrival of the elves in Beleriand. And the dwarves of Belagross were the first to m- forge mail of linked rings, and they also traded weaponry with the Sindar and carved the thousands of caves and caves. Ca- dang, dang! Carved the, th- wow. the thousand caves of Menegroth for Thingol, the Lord of Beleriand. So they had a, um, those dwarves had a relationship with the Sindar and they're like hey we're chill yeah yeah unlike yeah. the petty dwarves who were hunted by them so they weren't chill 
<laughs> um, uh, s- like Grant said earlier, some dwarves in the Far East had fallen under the shadow and were evil in mind when the ancestors of the Edain had encountered them. So some of the dwarves made it too far east, and you know, nothing really happens good out east in Middle-earth. I feel like every time they're like, oh, some people are coming from the east, it's never good. Yeah, it's usually, never like, usually not. Sick. I'm excited to see them and hang out with them. It's more like, <laughs> but, uh, worried. <laughs> that's not good. Oh. Um... The uh, dwarves of the Blue Mountains fought against the forces of Melkor in the first age, uh, and the dwarves of Belagos were the only two were the only people able to withstand the dragon fire in the near Nith Arnordiad, uh, aka Sick word. yeah, the battles of unnumbered tears, uh, um, uh, when they stabbed Glaurung and which was the first dragon, which we have an episode I know for a fact on the dragons, um. So you can hear more about that battle specifically when if you listen to our dragon episode. Um, the dwarves of Nagrod fought against Melkor as well, but um, they slew Thingol out of greed and stole the Silmaril. Uh, and they had been charged to set on the necklace of necklace called Nauglumir, which we've also talked about Nauglumir. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, during those times of war in Balorian, Balorian. <laughs> Uh, the dwarves of Khazadum prospered in the relative peace, colonizing the Iron Hills and the Grey Mountains, and traded with the ancestors of the Northmen. So pretty much, first stage, dwarves wake up. Khazadum, uh, Belagost, and uh, Nagrod. Nagrod. And Belagost and Nagrod are like, we're going to go to battle. And Khazadum is like, we're just going to grow and grow and grow and, and chill. Grow. Yeah, they're just going to be chill and grow. And that's why you know more about Khazadum than uh, the other two because... Because they weren't rash. Yeah, they were just like, we're going to fight. And, you know, yeah. But, so, Khazadum gets all the cred when they just sat there and did nothing. They didn't really do nothing, but the other ones fought in the wars. So... Yeah, so after that war, they're like, okay, let's move on to the second age, which is also what we're doing right now. <laughs> they decided that. They're, they're like, like, hey, hmm. let's go do, let's go to the second age now. I think it's about time. I kind of wish that we had like, well, we have like millenniums in like decades, yeah. but we don't like refer to it like, oh, that was the first age. We we have like the century, like twenty yeah, first century. It's the twenty first century, but it's not as cool as like there's some big event that starts yeah. and ends like a like a age or something yeah we should just start doing that i mean i guess technically like well, B- bc and ad yeah would but that's be the like only that. one we got but yeah but i guess i guess the years were a long time and it has only been 2023 years since since the change yeah. since the change and so. if you think about it like the longest age so far is like 3000 something the second age so. yeah so we're almost there almost yeah we'll see what happens yeah so so now now that the dwarves have decided to go into the second age um <laughs> i'm going to read a passage from uh, appendix a uh in the back of return of the king yes um, grant yep 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 yes uh so this says after the end of the first age the power and wealth of khazad-dum was much increased for it was enriched by many people and much lore and craft when the ancient cities of Nagrod and Belagost and the Blue Mountains were ruined at the, brank- at the, branking, at the breaking of Thangorodrim. 
The power of Moria endured throughout the dark years and the dominion of Sauron, for though Eregion was destroyed and the gates of Moria were shut, the halls of Khazad-dûm were too deep and strong and filled with a people too numerous and valiant for Sauron to conquer from without. Thus its wealth remained long unravished, though its people began to dwindle. So, nice. yeah, the second age was more of, for Khazad-dûm, it was a lot of growing still. Um, and all they seem to do all as the, of now. All I do is grow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, when Beleriand was destroyed uh, at the fall of Morgoth um, and the Blue Mountains were cloven in half, the the dwarves of Nagrad and Balagas, which were the Firebeard and Broadbeam clans, they left the Blue Mountains and swelled the numbers of Khazad-dûm and they increased its wealth and splendor because obviously that's what they do. They had a bunch of money. Uh, so, yeah, so the dwarves of Khazad-dûm were now all longbeards, firebeards, and broadbeams. Wow. And uh, so they became allies and fast friends with the elves of Eregion, which was something that was kind of unheard of because in the first age they had the feud with the elves over, like, Naugomir and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they were friends with the, uh, especially the Gwythi Myrdain, which were the, the jewelsmiths. It was like the guild of jewelsmiths. Um, and its leader, Celebrimbor, who we know a lot about. We know Celebrimbor. Yeah, um, and the chief of the dwarf craftsmen at the time was Narvi. He wasn't the king, but he was like a, he was like one of the most well-known craftsmen of uh, Khazad-dûm. His name was Narvi. Yeah, Narvi. he was most chill. He was chill, dude. Um, and he was a close friend with Celebrimbor. And yeah. together they created a lot of alloys and uh, creations such as Athildin, which was a special mithril alloy um, that was only seen when reflected in moonlight or starlight. Pretty cool. Wait, um, is that um, that's like the map that Thorin had? That yeah, yeah. The uh, Thorin's map of Erebor in The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. It was drawn using Athildin, so it could only be seen in the moonlight. That's crazy. Um, and so yeah, they used that alloy to make the doors of Durin. And um, so, yeah, Celebrimbor and Doran, or sorry, Narvi created those doors. And that Good was, on them. yeah, that was on the western side of um, Khazad-dûm, near to where Eregion was, because they were um, allies and there was a lot of trade going back and forth between them. Mm-hmm. And they often left the door open just because they were at peace. And so there wasn't really any chance of. And probably to air it know. out, you know. Yeah, air it out. It's probably pretty stuffy. Yeah. Because of Doom, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so when Sauron attacked Eregion to retrieve the Rings of Power, the dwarves of Khazad Doom sent their warriors to the battle, which allowed the elves of Elrond's army to escape north. Good on and, them. And I think it says something about like the the dwarven rings of power. I think Celebrimbor might have given Durin the third. Sorry to burp a little bit. That's okay. Uh, he might have given Durin the Third the Dwarven Ring of Power before Sauron gave the rest out. So it might have been the the Longbeard or the the Ring of Khazad Doom might have been without Sauron's corruption. Yeah, or partly. that makes sense. So I'm I'm not sure if that's a theory or if I read it somewhere. I can't remember, but that's I just thought of that right now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. You just uh, did. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. So. But, yeah, a dwarven ring of power was given to Doran III, who was the king of Khazad-dûm, like in the middle of the Second Age. Um, Yeah, and after the attack and sack of Eregion, the western doors of Doran were shut forever to the outside unless one knew the password. All quiet on the western front. I just watched that movie. 
the, the new Netflix new one? one. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, I haven't. You s- have to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I've I've watched the older one, but I haven't seen the new one yet. You gotta watch it. It's in Is German. It yeah, but I watch it with subtitles. You can watch it overdubbed in English, but I just watch it with subtitles. Yeah, it's French versus Germans, right? Yeah. I wish Timothy Chalamet was in there. Yeah, there's not a lot of. It's mostly German, and it's not a lot of French. There's some French dudes in there, but you know, there's um yeah. Um, apparently it was the main character, Paul, uh, Paul. It, it was his first movie ever oh. and he did really good. It's nominated, nominated, nominated for an Oscar. Nominated. Dang. Imagine getting nominated. Oh, he didn't get nominated for best. The actor. movie did. The movie got nominated for best picture. Imagine your first role ever. Dang. Let's imagine that. Let's imagine it real quick. Everybody. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then, uh, couple thousand years later, not really, but um, like 1,500 okay, years later. Okay, just say the real thing then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1,500 years later, uh, during the War of the Last Alliance, uh, at the end of the Second Age, which is the elves and Numenorians that were exiled from Numenor against Sauron. Mm-hmm. Um, it was said that some of the dwarves sided with Sauron, while the majority sided with the elves and Numenorians. Um, and it was said that the, uh, the kingdom of Khazad-dûm especially was on the side of the alliance. So that's good. They were the good guys. Uh, yeah, and like I said, that's the end of the second age. So uh, they decided they wanted to go into thir- the third age at this yeah. point because they're like, well, the, there's like a well, big war. Well, they they thought let's go to an ad and then the third age. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So th- like they're like, well, there's this this big war that happened and we were a part of it. So let's quick go to an ad. Yeah. Um, from our sponsor, <laughs> uh, which is ourself, and then we'll go into the third age. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll s- we'll, s- the w- as the dwarf said, we'll see you guys after the ad. Hey everyone, have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast, or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong in the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle__earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes. And then as the dwarf said, we're back and now on to the third age. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that. You didn't? Why? Explain. Uh, let's flush this out, Graham. Um, Why didn't you like it? No, I think I didn't like how I did it because I just stayed silent. I didn't say anything. Oh, so we can redo it. No. I think it adds character. Okay. I think it I, I think it flushes out my character. Yeah, it flushes out Grant's character. Yeah. This is character development for me. Yeah. For all of you pilfs who don't know me. Took over a year, but now we're start finally starting to get some character development with Grant. Yeah. It's been over a year, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. <laughs> it has. It really has. <laughs> really has you know it really hits home when you realize it has and we're moving on to the third age (laughs) (laughs) so with the third age y'all know the story y'all y'all know the story already because it's the lord of the rings yeah yeah um so i'm not gonna go like well it's also the hobbit and lord of the rings i'm not gonna go crazy into the deets of it crazy 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 go stupid because it's pretty much just the story of the hobbit and lord of the rings but there's some stuff that goes on uh, so as Sauron's shadow became stronger, around Third Age 1300, uh, orcs in the Misty Mountains began multiplying and harassing the dwarves. Dang. And harassing as in, like, fighting them, not just, like, calling them names or, like, <laughs> doing stuff to them. Shorty. <laughs> Shouty. Shouty. <laughs> Shouty, why don't you come over here? Yeah. I don't know what that was supposed to be. That was an orc. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to lure a dwarf. Yeah. Uh, so I apologize to any orcs that I might have, um, yeah. you know, kind of copied their voice. But yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. So sorry. after 380 years, uh, so in the Third Age, 1980, uh, after centuries of greedy digging mm-hmm. for mithril, which everybody knows what mithril is. If you don't, it's a, it's a very valuable ore that the uh, dwarves discovered that can... Uh, they use an armor or swords and stuff, and it's just really strong. Yeah, and has, yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. goes crazy. goes stupid. <laughs> um, they dug too deep and too greedily, uh, and they woke up a Balrog that was uh, sleeping in the deeps of the mi- depths of the Misty Mountains uh, since the First Age. And um, we've talked about Balrogs as well. So just a refresher, if you don't know what a Balrog is, it's... Um, it's a Maya, right? Yeah. They're called Maya. That's yeah, what they they're are. called, yeah. Um, it's a Maya uh, of Sauron, and it's just a, they're just big, crazy demon guys. Well, actually, in the books, they're not big, crazy demon guys like they are in the movies. Um, they're more of regular size, but they're just not great people, not great guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so the it caused the dwarves to flee Khazad-dum, uh, which was then called Moria, which means Black Pit. Damn. Yeah, so now they got a they got they had to leave their hometown because they woke up a Balrog. Uh, so most of the Longbeards uh, left for the Grey Mountains in the north. Uh, well, some followed their new king Thrain the uh, First, who went who briefly went to Erebor uh, in the Third Age, nineteen ninety nine, which is where uh, the Hobbit takes place. Yeah, or the very end of the Hobbit. Uh, so for more than 300 years, the dwarves of the Grey Mountains prospered until the dragons in the far north started to gain strength. Uh, some fled to the Iron Hills, but most followed their new king. Uh, like I said, they went to Erebor to start the new kingdom under the mountain. And there they stayed for about 200 years until the dragon Smaug uh, came in uh, 2770. Um, so then they're like, how oh, we got to leave here now? So they're like, North was wrong last time or bad last time. So let's go South. <laughs> um, and they went to the iron Hills. Um, so then Durin's folk settled in Dunland and in, uh, uh, third age 2790 King Thror travels North to Moria, uh, where he was killed by the goblin King Azog. Uh, and then Thror's son Thrain the second, um, who received the last of the seven rings um, from his father, uh, summoned all the houses of the dwarves to war, and then this began the War of the Dwarves in the Orcs, um, yes. in which the dwarves destroyed all the goblin strongholds in the Misty Mountains, uh, accumulating in the Battle of the Azunabar. Azanalbazar. Azanalbazar. I remember yeah. when we talked about that earlier, I could not get that. Because we talked about it. Because this stuff... Uh, if you want like crazy in depth stuff on this, listen to our series on the Hobbit because we talk about this in the Hobbit. Um. Uh, so then all the dwarves were like, "Let's get together and fight these goblins." Um, and uh, the goblin hosts issuing from Moria were strong, rel- relentless until the arrival of fresh dwarves from the Iron Hills. So they were like, they came back up north to uh, the Lonely Mountain, and the battle ended with the victory of the dwarves, but at a great cost. Great cost. The Dwarven clans, uh, however, were unwilling to repopulate Moria, so Thrain therefore became, or came to the Blue Mountains and established his realm there. Um, 
and then this is where the Hobbit picks up, and then you get Thorin, yeah, um, trying to reclaim the uh, or get back to Erebor, and like let me get that from Smaug, <laughs> and uh, he tries to get back. And I'm not, I'm not gonna retell the story of the Hobbit. So the Hobbit happens, yes, and the Battle of the Five Army happens, and then um some dwarf stuff happens but the big thing is Gimli's son Glowin joined the fellowship of the ring um and he became good friends with Legolas and that was one of Gimli and Legolas or um oh yeah Gimli and Legolas was probably the best dwarvish uh elvish friendship that we see they became really fast friends yeah um but yeah, so then there was the War of the Ring, which is the Lord of the Rings. I'm not going to tell the story of the Lord of the Rings. Um, so yeah, that's the end of the Third Age. Um, and we're going to pass it off to Grant with the final age. I've got it. The Fourth Age. The Fourth. Yeah, so the, dwar- foe. so the dwarves decided, uh, let's move on to the Fourth Age now. And let's all, let's move on to another ad. What? I'm just kidding. Shoot, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I really got you with that one. Yeah. Probably got all those pilfs out there, You twicked me. (laughs) You twicked me. I twicked you. Sorry. Sorry. So, the fourth age is not much. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I had to burp again. Fourth age is not much. (laughs) Cut it. (laughs) It really isn't much. There's not much to talk about because, I mean, we only know up until about like 171 years into the fourth age. So, um, yeah. So, after the War of the Ring and the downfall of Sauron, uh, Gimli... Our boy. Gimli. Um, uh, he took with him a number of dwarves uh, from the Lonely Mountain to uh, dwell in and maintain the Glittering Caves, also called Aglarond, um, which was behind Helm's Deep. Uh, and obviously, Gimli and Legolas, when they were in Helm's Deep battling orcs, little orcsies and yeah. uh, the men of Dunland, uh, Gimli uh, fled into the caves to find refuge because he was being attacked. And they like caves. And he was like, bruh, there's like crystals everywhere. And then he took a bunch Not of Not dwar- meth. Yeah. Or maybe. Maybe. It'd make know. it more interesting. But yeah, so then he took a bunch of dwarves back with him to kind of dwell there. And he kind of, uh, he became the Lord of the Glittering Caves, which is a pretty cool title. Wait, what if it was actually meth? And he's like, guys, you got to check out this new ore I found. And then it's like meth, in which it would be worse than mithril. Yeah. It's worse than the ring. The ring. It's the new ring because yeah. it, because you get addicted. To it. I'm just fleshing out some ideas. I just yeah. Had. No, it's really good. I like it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So and then the friendship uh, between Gimli and Legolas, already strong, had um, become stronger, and they traveled far and wide together. And it also managed to cure an age ages long feud between the elves and the dwarves. Um, something that the uh, elves of Eregion and the dwarves of Khazad-dûm could never. <laughs> um, and Gimli uh, was actually permitted to sail to the west with his friend Legolas. Um, and yeah, so this occurred in the eight, Fourth Age 120, and Gimli was the only dwarf to ever sail to the Undying Lands. He earned it. Yeah, and there's also... Gosh darn it, did he earn it. <laughs> and there's also a little bit more in the Fourth Age. Is this is that my cue? Is yeah, that, that cue? would be your cue. Yeah. Um, the little bit more is a very little bit more. Uh, Doran the seventh, the last Doran. Uh, he retook and brought Kazadum back to its original splendor. And uh, the Longbeards lived there until the world grew old and the days of Doran's race ended. So it would have ended in 
uh, dwarf years shortly after Doran, or it would have ended with Doran the Seventh because Doran was the last. Doran the Seventh was the last Doran. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah. So kind of sad, but they just poof out of the existence. Yes. Um. But there will always be Gimli because he's living in the Undying Lands. Um. That we know of. Yes. Maybe he went somewhere else by accident. <laughs> what took a wrong turn? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, real quick, before we move on to any real? trivia or anything else, um, I want to talk about the line of Doran real quick because that's really the only line of dwarven kings that we have. Um, yeah, and it's not complete. There's like, there's different kings there's some missing squiggles. here and there. But yeah, well, we so, all we know Doran the first, Doran the second, Doran the third. Yes. So there's, n- wait, how would it be missing kings if? Because there's some in between the Dorans. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's throwing me off. Yeah. Because Tolkien didn't write out all of them, really, until the Third Age. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh So, yeah, there was first, there was Doran the First, or Doran the Deathless, uh, who was alive at the time of the Years of the Trees, through the about the middle First Age. And then there was Doran the Second, who ruled from about the late First Age to the early Second Age. And it, it's assumed that there's a king between Doran the First and Doran the Second because you can't have two at a time. Right? Mm-hmm. And that would have been his son if that was ha- possible. And then there's Dor- a few kings. And then there was Doran the Third in the middle Second Age, about the 1600s. Um, there's Doran the Fourth in the late Second Age to the early Third Age. And apparently the door in the fourth that's in the Rings of Power show, that's supposed to be this one, but it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, come on, guys. Way. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we don't have to talk about um, And then there was Doran the fifth who uh, who ruled during the uh, mid-third age, middle third age. And then there was Doran the sixth who also ruled in the middle of the third age. And he was the one, it was during his rule that um, they uh, began mining too deep for Mithril and they awoke the Balrog. Um and then there was uh, Nain the first, uh, who ruled in the middle third age, like one year after his father died, um, and he was also slain by Doran's bane, the Balrog. Dang. Um, and then <laughs> there was Doran's dang. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was uh, Thrain the first, who founded the King of Erebor. Like I was, uh, Jay's already talked about most yes. of this stuff. Uh, there's Thorin the first who moved the kingdom to the Grey Mountains because that's where most of the dwarves were. Then there was Glowin, Owen, uh, Nain the second, Dane the first who was slain by Coldrake in the Grey Mountains. There was Thror who moved back to Erebor and he was killed by Azog. Um, there was Thrain the second. Uh, after Smog attacked, he led his people to the Blue Mountains in Dunland as a wandering clan. All the, this is all J stuff, pretty much. Uh, Thorin Oakenshield. Yes. Dane the second Ironfoot, Thorn the third Stonehelm, and the last one we know between Thorn the third and Doran the seventh is Doran the seventh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know. I said that. That's okay. Um, no, and that's for sure. That's for sure. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Well, out of all those names, the only one that's made it all the way into our world is Owen. Um, yeah, but it's spelled differently. Yeah. Oh, dang. I was going to say... I wonder when the other dwarf names are going to come into pop culture and be like names for may, oh, maybe with um cuz you know how like TV characters and stuff people name their kids after it. Yeah. Maybe since Doran is such a likable character that um in Rings of Power's a popular show somebody's going to have to name their kid Doran. Maybe. 
But then, oh, that'd be cool, because then we could have, like, actual Gladrials or... Uh, well, there's got to be somebody named Gladriel. There's no way there's not somebody named Gladriel. I know, I know that there's someone named Aon. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got some trivia. I kind of came up with it as we were going. How many questions? Uh, three. Nice, I have three as well. Also... <laughs> Oh, yes. I yeah. thought you were going to say something. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was just saying. <laughs> also, uh, I'll, I'll well. Okay, so my first one is, what is the password used to get into the doors of Doran? Is it speak friend and enter? Is that the thing? Or that's, is it? The, that's the phrase. <laughs> oh, friend. Door. Yeah, it's friend, yeah. Oh. Melon. Friend. Melon. Yeah. All right, what do you got? Um, So, uh, the uh, who were the first... Uh, specific dwarfs. This is a uh, city name or dwelling or uh, colony name. Uh, we're the force to forge mail of linked rings. So the first to create armor like that. Out of the three cities that were created. It was <sighs> Belagost? Yes, Grant. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, out of the Durins, what was the Durin that got killed by the Balrog? I didn't think it. I didn't think it was a Durin. It was the Durin the there, fourth. Well, there were two. Oh, dwar- Durin the fourth. No. The third. No. The fifth. No. The seventh. No. The sixth. Yes. <laughs> I thought who woke it. Uh, Durin the sixth. Oh, I thought Durin the fourth woke it. Oh, Durin the fourth started digging. You said right. Or no? Mm, who no. dug? What the heck? Why did I think it was the fourth? But his the the king after him also got killed, right? Well, okay, yeah, yeah. His son also got killed. It was like one year after he died. But okay, let me look because I'm pretty sure it's the sixth. But now you're getting me confused. It has to be you. That makes sense. My but pretty. for some reason, I thought you said the fourth was the one who started digging. But maybe I just heard it wrong. Oh, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, it was during the sixth. Shoot. And his son also. Shoot. Uh, his son, Nain, the first. Nain. Um, okay, so yeah, it was the sixth. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, everybody. I have to dang, apologize to dang. everybody for being dumb. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so what is the name of the dwarvish silent language? Oh, I don't. Well, I know it starts with an I, but I'm just gonna try and guess how it's actually pronounced. It's like Ishklamek. That's really close. What is it? Eglishmek. Oh, Eglishmek. Okay, I just missed. You just switched I just, around. I just mixed up the S H and the G. Okay, that I was gotcha. good though, Grant. Yeah, because I remember you saying that, and I, I remember when I was on the website too. I remember I saw that, and then, mm-hmm. but I just kind of forgot how it was said. Um. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then my last one is um, not the Thorn we know, Thorn Oakenshield, but what is the Thorn the Third's nickname? The one that came after Thorin the Second. It's a uh, Dane Ironfoot's son. Oh, I don't. He's know. got a he's got a sick nickname too. Thorin the Third. He was. Does that have to do with a star? No. Okay, never mind then. Um, I don't know. Thorin, son of Thor. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. Stonehelm. Stonehelm. Now I remember. Yeah, it's a Dang. pretty cool nickname. Dang. Some of those doors got cool nicknames. There's Doran yeah. the Deathless, uh, Thorn Oakenshield, Dane Ironfoot, Thorin Stonehelm. 
We should come up with cool nicknames for each other like that. But we have to like earn it. Because yeah. like they earned it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's true. They weren't true. like born like, oh, this is Thorn Oakenshield. Hey, bud, pick up an Oakenshield so we can justify yeah. your name. Um, yeah, I guess we'll have to figure out what we're going to be named. We'll, we'll let you guys know when we do something cool worthy of nicknames. Yeah, like if I kill a bear, I could be Grant Bear's Bane or something like that. Bear's Bane. Bear Slayer. Well, that's too generic. You gotta... Grant Bear Man. Well, if you, what, what would you kill it with? Other my, than a gun and a knife. My bear hands. Bear hands. Grant bear hands. <laughs> but it's spelled like bear. Yeah, bear. Yeah. 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 Okay, what's your last... Um, okay, there's two options for this, because I don't know if this one is too hard. What are the names of the seven dwarf lords? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm in it. I know, okay. I know Bavor was one of them or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, Just go uh, through as much as you know and we'll Dr- see. Druin. Mm-hmm. And then there's Doran, of course. Yeah, that's three. Um, was there a Baron? Yes, you're over halfway, Grant. You have three more. Wow. U- Uri? Nope. Hmm. One of them oh. is one of them is the name of one of the twelve dwarves. It, oh, it's a uh, Gror. Nope. Oh, but it's one like that, isn't it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's wait. It's one of them is name of what? One of the dwarves of the hobbits. Oh, okay, okay. It. Is it Balin? Oh, sorry. It's close to Balin. Dwalin. Yes, Dwalin. Okay. And, and, then, and there's two more? Yeah, do you want to hint on them? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. They both start with TH. TH. Mm hmm. Thrar? Yep. And then the last one. Do you want a hint? I, yeah, give I me have the greatest hint ever. Yeah, give me a good hint. So to the TH, and it rhymes with our uh, freshman year basketball coach's last name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, because now I want to just say his last name. <laughs> yeah, it's close to his last name. It starts with a TH? TH is very close to our... If you just mumble the last name, you might get it. Thaylor. 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 <laughs> you were really oh. close. That was good, Grant. I'm proud of it's you. It's not Thaylor. It's Thaylor. Okay, ga- okay, gotcha. The the bonus or the yeah, I needed op- some hints on that one because yeah. I kind of forgot them. Th- but you got them. The other one was I was gonna if you weren't gonna able to do that, which you did. Proud of everybody, clap for Grant. No, not you, Grant. You <laughs> do that all the time. <laughs> no, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> um, what are the seven uh, dwarf clans? Oh, okay. I I can get those too. Okay, do I'm it. pretty sure I remember those. Okay, so there's the Longbeards. Yes, sir. There's the Firebeards. Yes, sir. Um, Broadbeams. Yes, sir. Stiffbeards. Yes, sir. Ironfoot. No. Iron feet. No. Oh, uh, other it's... other limb. Go up the body more. <laughs> Iron fists. Yep. Yes, sir. Um, and then stiff locks. No. Nope. Oh, black locks. Yep. And yes, stiff. I already said nope. stiffbeards, didn't I? Yeah, you already said stiffbeards. Um. I just have one more, don't I? Yeah. I can give you hints. Oh, wait. That's it. It's an S, though, isn't it? Yeah. Succulent. Nope. Uh, I got it. I got it. Do you want a hint? Uh, s- oh. oh. 
<laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so close. Um, so I said oh. stiff beard already. Yep. And then there's stone. Yep. Stonefoot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Grant's a smarty patardy. He knows. <laughs> he knows what is up. Uh, did you have current events? Yes, I did have current events, but good job on the trivia. Thank you. You too, man. Thanks. So, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Middle Earth current events. Uh oh, sorry. Welcome to Middle Earth current events. Um yeah. So welcome to Middle Earth current events. This is current events on this earth pertaining to Middle Earth. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. I agree. Once we colonize Mars, we're going to have to change that because it'll be yeah. current events on in this universe pertaining to Middle Earth. Um, so what a crazy concept. Yeah. So Grant, what I got cr- an extra trivia question. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> what was the company that made the uh, Lord of the Rings movies? Joe Mama. Uh, close. It is a family member. <laughs> it is. It's Warner Brothers. Yes, isn't it? yeah. Warner Brothers. <laughs> Sweet. So Warner Brothers made the original Lord of the Rings movies. If you did not know that. Yeah, and, thank you. Um, then a little backstory, which we probably talked about a little in um, some of the other previous Middle Earth events, but the rights to the Lord of the Rings went for sale and everything. They're like, oh, we're going to sell it, blah, blah, blah. And then Warner Bros. had this thing where they didn't make a uh, make some form of media with the with Middle Earth. They would lose their rights within a certain amount of time. And they had that... Um, War of the Rohirrim uh, movie that was coming out, but technically it wasn't. It's not in within that limit of when they had to make it. Yeah. But they came to an agreement, so they have, they definitely have the rights back now. And they said, "Hey, we're going to make more Lord of the Rings movies." Woohoo! Yes. Well, we'll see. Kind of. Um. So there are multiple new movies. Uh set or in the works right now at Warner Bros. Yeah. Um including the animation The War of the Rohirrim. Um and uh but we don't know what the other uh movies are going to be, but um there are movies in the works with Warner Bros. Which, you know, they did a good job last time. Um but <laughs> we don't Well with the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah with the Lord of the Rings. But we don't know I mean, I don't know how good of a chance is that Peter Jackson would direct other... He said he was interested. Yeah. But, so... There's a very good chance. And I also saw something that Andy Serkis said, if Peter Jackson is in, he's definitely in. Oh, that'd be cool. Just to not, like... It could be for, like, a Gollum backstory kind of thing. That'd be cool. But he was also just saying just to voice characters Mm -hmm. and, like, do the um, uh, motion capture. Yeah, because I don't think they should... And I doubt they're going to remake the Lord of the Rings. Movie. No, I don't think. I think and they Hobbit. said. I think I read something too that they said they're not going to mess with the original trilogy that they did or yeah. the Hobbit. Um. So it's most likely going to be backstories or maybe even fourth age stuff. Yeah. Um. But I, they can't make because Amazon has the rights to the Second Age. Yeah. Um. So they can't make Second Age stories, but they. Uh, I think they. I don't know if they have the rights to the first age. 
I'm not really sure. I think um, just like Lord of the, just like they did in Lord of the Rings movies, and just like Amazon was able to do, they can, if it pertains to the story they're telling, they can yeah, take like a flashback. They type. can do flashbacks, but I don't think we're gonna see any stories from the Silmarillion. Yeah, um, I saw stuff that was like they might do like a, like a Aragorn movie or like something with. Gandalf and kind of his travels before the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. Um, hey, if you're gonna make an Aragorn movie, talk to us or not talk to us. Yeah, cast us in. Cast it. us in it. Yeah. Well, Either, talk to us about it. But Grant like, and I could play Aragorn. We could be young Aragorn. We could each. We could. We will both try out. But if you guys can't decide between the two of us, it could be like a Parent Trap type thing, and we play. Yeah. Well, well, actually, Parent Trap was played by one character, one girl. It could be. Aragorn. It could be like a, just like when, um. Oh, what is it? Um, Full House. How about no? How about this? We we are two elves, yes. in in Rivendell that are trying to get Arwen and Aragorn to meet so they can fall in love. Yeah. Because we realize uh, if they don't fall in love, that Middle Earth is. And we'll be, be like doomed. the comedic duo. Yeah, we'll be like a Merry and Pippin kind of character. Yeah. Well, it'll be like the first rom com where the best friends are the main characters, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not the yeah. actual. We're gonna flip the script, literally. Um, yeah, yeah. So you guys will. The director will hand us the script, and we're gonna flip it over. Yeah. Um, so send us your guys's emails, addresses, and we'll send in our self tapes um, of us acting as friends trying to get some elfin uh, man to get <laughs> with each other. I Sorry, didn't, I didn't know where you were going with that. Sorry, producer. Sorry. I'll flesh out that idea better and when I have the script I'll be able to articulate better, but so yeah. don't take that take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh I think what would be a really good movie idea is the in between um well in the book it's in between when uh Bilbo leaves to go to Rivendell in Lord of the Rings and then when Gandalf returns or like when Frodo leaves Bag End and he's chased by the Black Riders. I think it would be a good movie idea to follow Aragorn and Gandalf as they hunt yes. for Gollum. Well, we could play Aragorn and Gandalf. You have a beard. Yeah. And I don't. <laughs> yeah. That's two things checked off right there. Bing, bang, boom. Um, Yeah. We both know who they are. Yes. Send us your emails. We'll send you ourselves tapes. Um, And I, I did see something, though, that was a little concerning is... I oh, think no. I think they said they were gonna try and ma- make it like a Star Wars franchise where they're gonna do like the spinoff type movies, oh. which is you know the backstory stuff. So yeah. hopefully they don't make it as generic and awful as the new Star Wars movies. Uh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There are some new Star Wars movies that were pretty good. I liked Rogue One. That was pretty good. And then yes. the first Star Wars or like the Force Awakens that was pretty decent. But it was like. Well, the difference with this that they would have is they have more... Well, because Star Wars was originally movies, then they wrote, like, backstories that, to it. They yeah, have, like, solid backstories. Yeah. The, these ones already have storylines that they could follow. But the problem is we saw what happened with Rings of Power. Yeah, so... Eek. <laughs> so just because you have a storyline that you can follow doesn't mean you're smart enough to follow it. Uh, wow, Grant, we're oof. trying to get rolls on that show. Oh, and <laughs> I saw something that the... The Amazon Prime video runner or showrunners, whatever her name is, she like runs all of Prime video. Um, oh, she was talking about Rings of Power and then the new deal with Warner Brothers. And she was like, she's like, she said she wasn't concerned 
that that it would draw viewers away from the Rings of Power because she said she thinks that they have a big enough fan base at Amazon for the Rings of Power that it wouldn't yeah. really take away from it. And I go, I don't know. I think people would be more attracted to Warner Brothers because they were the ones that made Lord of the Rings trilogy and The Hobbit. Even though The Hobbit sucked, it was still like pretty cool to watch. Yeah, and it was better than Rings of Power, I would say. Yeah. Um, so the so only I feel w- like I feel like people would be more attracted to the Warner Brothers movies than Rings of Power. Yeah. And because would- if you're gonna make <laughs> if you're gonna make a spinoff, yes, don't do it like like on a big it, like on a big scale like that. Like yeah. they were taking the whole Second Age and making it a spinoff story. Essentially, yeah. it wasn't even it, like they just messed the whole thing up. If you're gonna do a spinoff story, do it like a small backstory, like the Hunt for Gollum or something. Yeah, they're gonna lose viewers if the Warner Bros is better. You know what? No one who works at Amazon is allowed to be a pilf. <laughs> well, no, the the factory workers can. Yeah, well that's true. No yeah. higher-ups. Jeff Bezos stop listening now. Yeah. And if you ever send us money, lots of it. <laughs> And yeah. then stop listening. Well, uh, <laughs> if you send us money, then we'll talk really good about Rings of Power, I think. And we'll consider letting you listen. Um, but yeah, Amazon factory workers Keep listening, and thanks for all you do. Yep, thank you. Um, but yeah, so in conclusion, uh, <laughs> the Warner Brothers is making movies. They're making moves. They're back. Oh, yeah, the War of the Rohirrim is one of them. Yes, which looks exciting. Yes. Sounds exciting. Looks exciting. Is exciting. Was exciting. And Grant and I will definitely be on board if you want to create an entire spinoff based around us being the main characters. So yeah. Hit us up. We'll we have some ideas. We can uh, spit some spitball some ideas. You know, just see what comes to our head, and we'll just bounce, yeah, we, we bounce, can. We'll bounce some ideas off you guys. We can kind of <laughs> piggyback off of each other. Um, yeah. We can really just kind of you know like uh, just toss some ideas around. Yeah. Um, we'll just put it, we'll put the ideas out into the ether and see what returns. Yeah. You know what kind of what kind of. We'll kind of throw down some ideas, and hopefully you guys will pick up what we're saying. So yes, um, and we just hope that it kind of it you know it kind of just uh, <laughs> I don't know how other way to say it other than give us rolls, guys. Yeah, not and also uh, <laughs> dinner r- rolls. Dinner yeah, rolls. Oh, we'll take those too. Those are good. Give us movie rolls and dinner rolls, please. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think I can act. I only think I can act. I'm not sure if I we can. We did really good when we played Tolkien and uh, C.S. Lewis. Uh, right you are. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. And thanks for listening. Bye. We'll see you guys later. Bye.